what are some things you wish somebody would have told you before starting something new? In today's episode, we're going to be answering that question specifically as it relates to creating content. So stay tuned for this week's episode of the Canon Studios podcast. Welcome back, guys. Everybody's been there. You started something new and you've thought, man, I wish somebody would have told me about this before I started. The truth is, if somebody would have told you everything, you probably wouldn't have started, but at least it would have given you some sort of roadmap or, or um things to kind of look out for so that you could possibly avoid that thing, right? Um, or avoid the outcome. Um or just simply give you some insight and some wisdom on how difficult that one thing was. So as you all know, we are Canon Studios. We're a content production studio here in North Georgia, um, and we also help clients remotely. Um, and so today I want to talk about some things that podcasters like myself um, and someone that also produces podcasts for clients, some things that... I probably wish I would have known before I became a podcaster myself several years ago. Um, and just some things that I would love to be able to share with you today. So let's jump right in. So the first thing that I cannot stress enough, especially when you are starting out your podcast is defining your niche and audience. And I know that sounds so cliche and people talk about it all the time, but that is truly the starting point. And I know that, especially if you're a new content creator, and I've said this before, just turn the camera on, just turn the microphone on and record. And I still want you to do that, but I at least want you to have some understanding who you're speaking to, especially if the content that you're going to be creating is meant to position you as someone of authority or someone that has expertise, especially as it pertains to the content you're going to be talking about. Now, that's even true for comical-based content, right? I'm a huge consumer of TikTok content, and oftentimes we say, like, our algorithm is off, or, like, why do we keep getting these same types of videos? And there's a plethora of reasons why you might be getting that same type of content, but if you really look at the core of your content and all the content you're consuming – they understand or the people that are creating the content understand exactly who they are speaking to. Um, and you're in their audience. You're you're in the niche of people that they're speaking to, even if it's comedy. Um, so if we flip that and say, hey, you're supposed to be the expert in this field, you're going to know the pain points of people. You're going to know the obstacles that people have. You're going to know the slip ups that people have because you are an expert. And when I say expert, I mean someone that has learned something either through self-knowledge or through um like book knowledge or um, going to going to college about a specific topic or a specific major, whatever, and actually implemented and failed, but continue to implement until they got it right. That's what I mean by expert, not somebody that has like this perfect roadmap or has all this knowledge, but hasn't actually implemented. No, I want to hear from the person that did all of the things right, still failed, right? They got back up, did it again. Maybe they failed again. They learned from that 
And then now they've built something successful. That is what I mean by an expert. So in order for you to truly understand or truly create content that's going to resonate, you have to define your niche and audience. So you have to emphasize, I emphasize the importance of clearly defining um, who that audience is. Um, so a perfect example of this is, um, so as you know, I have an eight-year-old son who is super high energy. Um, he's currently being homeschooled, um, and he's super high energy. And so one of the things that we always try to work with Cannon on, me and, me and Kyle, his dad, is um, what can we do that's, that's, that's going to keep his attention for a certain amount of time, right? Like, what can we do that's helping him both learn and helping him stay engaged, So um, I go to a lot of networking events, or I did go to a lot of networking events. I've kind of slowed down a little bit. Um, And at one of those networking events, there was a gentleman there. And I saw Kyle Church all the time, like all the time, right? It's like, oh, he's the guy that has um, Tiger Rock down the street, which is karate, right? But I never put like karate and canon together. And so um, I specifically remember it was like, Maybe the last week of July was right before school started back in August. And I believe school started August 1st exactly um, for 2023. I think um, I could be wrong, but I know that the um, he was promoting a back to school event for um, Tiger Rock. He was like, hey, bring your kids in. They can come to our back to school event. Just let them come try it out. Well, me, of course, it was I think it was on a Friday evening. I'm like, one is free. That's a win. Two, he's going to be in there with other kids to exert all that energy. That's a win. Um, and then three, I don't have to figure out like, okay, what are we going to do um, to end his school week? He's already, Kyle's already got it planned out for us, right? So he was speaking specifically to his core audience, which was moms in that room, right? Parents of young kids that have a lot of energy that are getting ready to go back to school. So um, anyway, so Um, so we went to that event, um, and from that event, he said, Hey, looks like Cannon likes it. Um, he sent a follow-up text. Looks like Cannon likes it. We would love to invite him back to do a trial. So we did the trial on like the second day of the trial. I think the trial was 10 days on the second day. Me and Kyle had a discussion and we basically were like, yeah, we're sold. Um, they were able to, the classes are about 40, 45 minutes and Kyle was able to keep, Cannon's attention for at least 20, 25 minutes of that class. And I said, he is sold. So Kyle understands that, yes, it's the the kids that I'm trying to get to, but it's the parents because the parents are the ones that are paying. But the way for me to keep the parents' attention is by keeping the kids' attention. And so Kyle um, understands his audience in my opinion, very well. Um, I see Kyle every week because Kyle goes every week and now he has a, a client for life until Cannon decides to do something else or whatever the case may be. But I think that we view Tiger Rock as being a part of Cannon's weekly routine because Kyle Church knew exactly who he was speaking to when he went to that event. He was promoting it in the right place, in my opinion. He was able to gain a client for life by promoting that specific thing. So when I say define your audience, that is what I mean, right? Define who you're speaking to, build promotions around who you're speaking to, build content around who it is that you're speaking to. And that's a prime example of it. Um, So one of the things that you could do to figure out who you're speaking to, 
Um, if you don't know is, is first, I would say, start by who you think it is, right? It could be like five different people, but can you narrow it down to one person and put a face with that, a face and a name with that person, right? Um, my good friend, Katie Berg was, was able to help me kind of figure out what that was as I was thinking through, okay, who are the clients that I want to work with this year? And so she said, Hey, here's what I do. What I do is I literally, she, she gave me kind of her blueprint, but she said, I literally put a name and a face with the person. She said, yeah, you can go through psychographics. Yeah. You can go through demographics, but none of that matters. If you just have this thought of who this person is, she was like, put a face and a name with it. And so that really helped me define who it is that I want want to talk to and it's kind of evolving as I create the content right but I know that the person that I work with is more than likely going to have at least one person that does their marketing and we're going to fit into their overall marketing strategy Um, and so I was able to understand that's who I'm speaking to because I was able to sit down brainstorm that idea of who I thought a race who it's like okay who am I working with now who do I want to work with um And who do I not want to work with, right? So maybe that's a starting point for you. Um, Another thing to consider when starting a podcast is you have to have some sort of consistency. I would say um, I batch record all of my podcasts um, every month, right? Sometimes I do twice a month content days, um, like on a Saturday or a Sunday, um, sometimes I do one content day a month. It depends on my schedule and kind of what I have going on. But I have committed to releasing a podcast episode every week. And now I've recently committed as of February 1st to doing one podcast episode on YouTube every month. So there's that video component with it as well. And so I have to have some sort of consistency with that um, in order to say I'm going to hold myself accountable because I'm saying every week, hey, next week you can expect this show or you can expect that show. Now, when I first started podcasting, I tried to record the podcast that was going to come out the same week, and that was a disaster, right, Um, for multiple reasons, um, but I would say that if you're just starting out, try to batch record at least two to three episodes. So you're two to three episodes ahead. I personally will not let a client start a podcast or launch a podcast until they have eight podcasts recorded. And that may seem a little extreme, but the reason for that is because life happens. And if you have at least two months of podcasts recorded, then we're good to go, right? You have, you have two months. So if something happens, you're not on the hook and saying, oh no, I can't release content because I don't have the content. (laughs) So now you have eight weeks worth of content. That's almost a full quarter worth of content um, that you've recorded in just a day or two days or however long it takes you, right? Um, So creating that consistency and then creating that routine around creating content, right? There has to be a routine. So maybe it's not that every Saturday I'm creating content, but maybe it's, hey, This one day a month, I need to block off because I know that I'm going to create my content for the next month or whatever on this one particular day. And so then you work backwards from there. Okay, I know I'm creating this content. I know that's when I'm pressing record. But now, okay, I need to set aside some additional time to plan. I would say plan the day before, like not literally the day before, but plan before you record, 
Don't try to hit record and say, oh, I can wing it. Um, I'm a naturally good speaker because you'll never be able to land the plane. And you'll just keep talking and keep talking and keep talking, um, especially if you aren't used to already creating content. Um, so creating that consistency and that routine around consistent content creation and then planning to create the content as well. Um, the easiest way I would say to develop a um, content or develop a, yeah, a content plan is just having a content planner. Um, I know there's a bunch of templates out there. I believe that Libby with the crucial social had a content planner. Um, I'll see if I can find the link to that. Um, Shout out to Libby with the Crucial Social. She's been out there killing it. But um, even if you can't find a content planner that you that you like digitally, you can literally say, like, go to your calendar, whether it's on your phone or your laptop or Google Calendar or whatever, and mark it off, right? Hey, on this day I'm recording, and I know it's going to take me this long to edit it or whatever the case may be, so let me give myself two weeks in between to be able to record and edit uh, this podcast and then release it, right? Only you know that cadence unless you're working with somebody that handles that. Um, but when you're thinking through it, you need to at least have a plan so you know when things are going out. Otherwise, you'll never release them. Um, so uh, another thing to consider is the quality versus the equipment investment. And when I say quality, yes, the quality should be well. Um, if you aren't comfortable with video yet, especially if you're just starting out, if you aren't comfortable with the lighting and figuring out how does this video need to look and how do I set this up, just start with audio. Just start with audio, right? There's a podcast and it's true foundational definition of a podcast is audio only. Over the recent years, a podcast is now viewed as something that is also, also has a video component. But when podcasts first came out, they were just audio only. So don't feel like you are obligated to do video when you first come out. It's helpful. It's extremely helpful to have video. But if it's overwhelming for you and it's causing a roadblock that prevents you from being able to create content, then... Just do audio only, right? But I would say even with that, the quality of the content, right? So not just the way that it sounds, the information inside of the podcast content is what you should focus on, right? So I know there's so many different things out there you can buy. There's a million and one microphones. There's a million and one um, different lights you can buy. There's a million and one different cameras, and I'm all for that because we have a ton of equipment here at the studio um, that we could do lots of things with. And I'm all for that. And as you grow your podcast or as you're starting your podcast, if you have the bandwidth and the budget to be able to do that, go for it. Right. I think that's important. But I think the most important thing is the quality of what you are talking about in the podcast episode. So, um you know, the balance between the quality of the way that it sounds and the quality of the way that it looks and the quality of the content is a good blend, right? Um, so I would say um, when you're thinking through topics, right, a lot of people have trouble coming up with topics. And I know the default is always chat GPT. And that is a very good uh, resource to have. But don't go to chat GPT and say, hey, I'm an accountant. Give me 10 podcast topics to talk about on an accounting podcast because you're going to give 10 very generic podcast topics. Right. One of the things that you could do is like literally go to Google 
right? And top it and type in accounting and see what are the first three questions in that middle section that have the down arrow that people are asking about accounting. Okay. So you could do that. Um, then, um, you could th- even think through what are the top questions that people ask me when I'm on a discovery call with them? What are the top questions that people ask me whenever I meet them in person or when, you know, what are the top questions that people ask me whenever we're having a consultation? What are the top questions that uh, people are asking me when they submit a form? Um, another resource for that is answer the public, right? Answer the public allows you to be able to type in a specific word or phrase, and it will literally give you all the questions or phrases or whatever that people have recently searched for around that specific topic. Um, And so a lot of this content that I'm creating is coming from um, answer the public um, or questions that people ask me all the time on a pretty consistently on a pretty consistent basis whenever I'm talking to them. Another resource um, that I'm actually going to start digging into is Quora. And so that's almost like a forum based kind of website, but you can go there and just type in, you know, if I'm staying on the truck along taxes, right? Like, or accounting, like, ask a question about accounting or just put accounting in and see what pops up and then use some of those, use some of those questions to then form your content for, um, your podcast. There's so many ways in which you can go out and actually collect data and see what people are interested in hearing about, um, or questions that they have in regards to, um, the content that you should be putting on your page. It should never be, yeah, it might be might be content around what do I think people want to hear, but it's also helpful to know these are questions that people are literally asking because sometimes when we are the experts in our field, we get so far removed from from questions that we think are so basic. Um it's like, well, duh, you should know that when the truth is like they don't. That's why they're coming to you. So if we can create content around that, um, that's going to be super helpful because people are asking those questions anyway. So in today's episode, we talked about these are the things you need to consider when creating a podcast. So defining your audience, creating consistency in a routine, planning, taking time to plan the content And then the quality of the content, right? Really taking more time to plan out an episode versus recording the episode. So if you know your episode is going to be 30 minutes, you need to be spending about an hour fleshing out that content. Um, And so the the quality of that content needs to be good because that's what's going to keep people coming back. Um, Those are just some, some, a few of the takeaways that I have, um, that I wish someone would have told me before I started a podcast. And this is even things that I talk with current clients about, um, in terms of a podcast. If you follow us on social, you'll probably see one of the videos, um, where I wasn't talking about, um, a client specifically. I didn't mention them at all, but I did like a recap of just a a heart to heart I had with this person when they were asking about podcast growth. And so you'll see it on social. Um, be sure to follow us. Um, but that's it for today. That's it. Um, I appreciate everybody listening. Um, if you are interested in starting this pod in starting a podcast, we have a free resource for you that will allow you to be ready to launch a podcast 
in less than 25 minutes. And I want to share that free resource with you below. So if you look in the show notes, you can literally click the link. There's it, the li- It's linked twice. One that says um, the free 25 minute podcast launch blueprint. And then there's going to another uh, be another one that says like, you know, this free guy. But anywho, you will see the link to that to be able to download it um, in the show notes. And I hope that you will take advantage of that free resource. Well, guys, that is it for today. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on or watching this. Hey, um, and as always, keep creating.